What's up, everyone? These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I've been listening was, to the Chronic all week. I do where apologize. Was, where was I? Oh, yeah. I, I, had, I was welcoming everybody. Hi, this is Cranked and Ranked, the show where occasionally our intros are actually good, but today is not one of those days. Um, <laughs> but welcome anyway. Uh, we're, we're a podcast and a YouTube show where we rank rock and metal related things and have rock and metal and music related discussions. Um, and we're back with another band discography ranking this week. And I'm super stoked about this one, which is pretty great. Cause last week we got to do Fugazi, one of my favorite bands. And now we're moving on to another one of my favorite bands, which is sacred Reich. Oh um, yeah. But before we get there, as usual, I'm your host, Old Head. With me as always, Eddie Sparks. Yo. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I never know uh, what to say that. It's <laughs> it's gotten to be so much like, it gets more caveman every time, I think. <laughs> me, Eddie. <laughs> It's going to be the next. What, sometime you're going to come up with some sort of really great thing to say, and you can just say it every single time. Like some, it doesn't even have to be a hello, just some sort of saying that you say every time. One foot in the gutter. Yeah. What? That's somebody else. One fist up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we're uh, we're back. Uh, we got that out of the way. If you if you're wondering about whether or not there's any potty humor or or, or nasty talk on this uh, show, that there is. Um, um, often yeah. we use dirty words because we're uh, um, unevolved like that. I guess. Yeah. What's um, your fucking language, dude? Yeah. What the fuck's <laughs> wrong with you? Anyway, uh, welcome. Yes, I already said welcome. So we're doing Sacred Reich. And, um, uh, this will, this is, I, I'm, I'm very excited. Like I already said, and we're going to be doing, um, six releases cause we included yes. their five full length albums and we couldn't do this without including surf Nicaragua in the ranking. So that's six releases total that we will be ranking from really fucking awesome to, Really, ridiculously, really fucking awesome. Ridiculously fucking awesome. Because to me, there's like nothing that Sacred Reich have put out that isn't incredible. Um, like, I think mm. at this point, they're, they're solidly... It's been a while since I did like a top 10 bands, you know, of, of like, like what I actually feel. But that some of them change and come in and out and move spots. Um, but Sacred Reich quite possibly have made it into the top five at this point. Nice. Um, just... Just because, just the way the music has grown with me, and ever since they did their comeback, just every everything just sort of has um, become a lot more sort of meaningful to me. Plus, plus I've had interactions with you know band members so that helps too. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that I'm sure at some point because we end up going off on all kinds of tangents. Um, so first, let me have a sip of coffee from my really great cranked and ranked coffee mug that you can get by going to whatever the thing is. If you go to YouTube, it's below and you can go to the, my page and find it. But it says peanut butter platypus on the other side. If you're listening to this as a podcast, um, 
link in the description, baby. On YouTube. Well, on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Go buy some merch. Nobody has bought any. Mer- it's been a long time since somebody bought some merch. Um, not that I thought that shit was going to be flying off the shelves, but I, you know, um, some of this stuff's kind of fun. And so I thought people would want to buy it, but that's all right. It's a, you know, it's a cool we'll thing there. to have a little, little fun and it helps the show. Yeah. Um, but yes, so let's just, let's just jump right into this. Cause I'm, I'm sure I'm going to talk a lot cause you know, just like with Fugazi, I think I have a lot to say with, uh, with Sacred Reich and, um, as usual, we start off with like where the band came into our lives and for me, uh, so like I'm, there's a part of me that always thinks, surely I, I would have seen the video for the, for American Way on Headbangers Ball. But now that I'm, you know, I really think about it, I didn't religiously start watching Headbangers Ball until maybe late '91, and mm-hmm. so at that point, I'm pretty sure I just sort of missed when they actually played that video. And so um, at that point, I just sort of knew their name. And didn't really know anything else about them. But then um, in 1992, I went to the movie theater and saw a movie called Encino Man. And um, there's a portion where the caveman steps on a remote and turns on the TV. And all of a sudden, there's Sacred Reich. Um, Yeah. And he loves it. (laughs) He loves it. Um, It's it's caveman music, essentially. Um, (laughs) But uh, that was my first exposure to them. Um, and if I remember right, it was really the sort of thing where I would every time, cause I, you know, I saw the movie a couple times in the theater and then when it came out on video, I watched it a lot, but I just remember it was that kind of thing where I'm like, Oh, that band seems cool. I'm going to, I'm going to find them. And then I just never did. And then come mm. around to 1993. And that's when like, I fully got into them through the independent album, um, which that's something else that I'll get into once we get to talking about independent. Mm. Um, but that album is a really big deal. Um, and the song independent is a very big deal for me. Um, I'll just blow it out right now. And that was the very first song I learned on guitar was. Wow. Holy shit. Um, and, and when I say very first, I mean, rudimentary, like I didn't even own my own guitar yet, but my friend had a guitar and he had the independent album and we listened to it. And I, with one finger figured out the burr, 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 burr. Like I figured that out and then, you know, kind of moved along to like figuring out where to put my other fingers and stuff. But that riff was the first one I ever learned. And so it's, I, every time I hear it, I'm all like, man, that's where it all started for me with, uh, <laughs> playing guitar. Um, Anyway, so uh, so you, um, what 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 kind of exposure have you had with Sacred Reich? I think mine, oh God, because I heard American Way long before uh, the rest of their catalog. But uh-huh. I I just remember it was it came from one of those you know you you get into a genre and you go down a rabbit hole and you kind of you know search through top ten lists. You see like recommendations and whatnot. I, and I think mine was just. Um, picking a thrash band at random you know yeah i was like okay uh sacred reich let's check them out then i listened to the american way and holy shit i thought fuck dude this is good <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was one of those you know i i found that you know some you get some old school thrash albums where you like there's a couple songs where you think oh they're that's really good but maybe you don't like take to it nearly as much as something you like consistently all the way through yeah yeah and it's like holy shit these guys are like these guys are ah this is good yeah 
So not to give too much away. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, like, this is one of the most... Con- and, and, you know, this is not me just blowing smoke up their ass because we have close personal connections to them. But <laughs> I mean, I, it's not like, it's not like I'm, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm calling yeah. them up and having chats with them or anything. Yeah. But I, I mean, I had one chat with Phil, but that was it. He acknowledged you in the crowd. He said, "Hey, old head, I like your reviews." He he did. He absolutely did. Um, that that was the thing that happened. I saw them on this last tour. Once the once everything with the pandemic you know settled down and they came through opening for Sepultura, I went to go see them. And um, at that point, I hadn't done my interview with Phil yet. I literally just followed all the band members and the band page on everything and i was active liking things commenting things tagging them and shit obviously i was a fan and i'd done several videos where i did reviews of you know of of uh of awakening and other stuff so they knew who i was um and and, but sometimes they would like respond to me and i was like oh they're, they're being friendly you know that that's great that's so i literally and even even the day of the show like I, I, you know, they, they posted something about the show and I said, you know, see you there or whatever. And, uh, and then I think it may have been, I don't know if it was through the band page or, or Phil himself that just said, oh, awesome. Come say hi. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's awesome. But I, you know, but once again, I'm all <laughs> like, they're just being, they're being nice or whatever. And so it was just one, it was just a surprise. Cause I got, you know, pretty much front and center, um, when I, when they played and, you know, I loved them. Um, but then all of a sudden, at one point, you know, Phil just says, I'm going to send this song out to Old Head. And I was just like, whoa, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> um, I tried. I, I kept my composure pretty good, though. I didn't give away that I was freaking out on the inside. But it was just one of those moments where I'm just like, oh, my God, he, know, he knows who I am. They know who I am. The best part, though, was right before that, or maybe a few songs before that, um, Wiley, the lead guitar player, and Phil both like saw me and did, did a whole, like a, like while they were playing. And I was like, yeah. Oh, and I was like, that was enough. To, they, they could have just left it at that. <laughs> just the fact that they both like saw me and said, Hey, I'm, that could have been the end of the night, but it ended up being even better than that. I didn't get to like hang out with them or anything, you know, but, but that was, that was a, that was a really great moment for me. And it just, you know, obviously solidifies the fact that they're great dudes and a great band. And like, you know, once you get a, an experience like that, then all of a sudden, just like, well, shit, I, I love these guys. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll sing their praises every single day. Um, that's like, that's like that. The big thing I, I always remember. I, I met Sonny Mayo from Ugly Kid Joe at an mm-hmm. Ugly Kid Joe show. But the other thing I remember was, you know, being a fifteen-year-old kid, and they're like a top three band for me. Yeah. And like making eye contact with Whitfield Crane, even for just like two seconds was fucking awesome. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all here. And, and, um, I was pleased to find out there's an entire, uh, Oh, fuck. There's an, entire, <laughs> there's an entire microphone right in front of you. First time I've ever done that. Um, amazing, because I'm clumsy as shit. And we've been doing this for two years. But um, that entire, I think it's Exeter, the Lemon Grove 2013. You can hear the entire concert is on YouTube. I was, I was really happy about. But oh, nice. yeah, going, going back to uh, Sacred Reich, I was just going to say, this is one of the most consistent good discographies I think we've covered because like yeah stylistically things develop 
rapidly. Yeah. But everything's really good. Like yeah. even even the albums I have low down, I still really enjoyed. It's oh, yeah. just the travesty of the ranking is, yeah, is everything's, someone everything's gotta so, go somewhere. Um but yeah, I mean they they are not only consistent in putting out great music, but the you know, if you listen to this a lot, you know that my favorite bands are the ones that change things up and evolve with their albums. And really, like, especially the first four album run of Sacred Reich, like that is a an evolution that I just really enjoy. Because no, no matter how they decided to sort of alter their sound on a particular album, it was always done with just killer songwriting and performances. So that being said, um, let's let's get into what the the <laughs> least awesome of the Sacred Reich albums are, and um, that, that would be our number six. So as usual, I throw it over to Eddie Sparks to start us off with his number six Sacred Reich album. I feel like I'm I'm gonna shit all over the first riff you ever learned, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> no way. Like, okay. He, here's the thing: I was shocked at myself that the 1993 album was the one that struck me the least. Okay. I don't know how other than, you know, I'll, I'll say it I'll say it at the end. I still thought this was really really good. Yeah. But I think I I didn't do this one in order. I okay. knew knew certain albums more than others. Uh and so I was a little bit it, I try to usually do these rankings in chronological order. Yeah. But this time I was like, uh shit, I've got like one less day this week to to get these in. And I've been doing a lot of recording with the band, Sage. Uh yeah. And yeah. Uh, I've I've yeah. heard some of it and it's fucking it's fucking killer. So it's a work it's ha- a work in progress. I haven't heard any with a vocalist yet, so I'm gonna hold on to to mm. give my major opinion because a vocalist can make or break a band, sir. So um. it's, it's, it's just just me going. <laughs> well, you're not. Well, you're not the vocalist, yeah. so it's. Uh, yeah. well, I can do some backing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, I, yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, I fucking love the like thing thrash bands were doing in the early '90s, and I think yes. this is going to be this is going to be a grower album for me mm. because the thing is, I heard Heal before I heard independent and I feel like independent maybe needs to sit with me a little more because independent is a lot longer than heel and heel has a lot it's their more, longest album yeah and I feel like heel has a lot more variety whereas independent is very much it has its thing and it does it for a large portion of the runtime mm-hmm. and it's really cool don't get me wrong but I found that the kind of the riffs and the keys of the songs they don't vary as much as maybe some of their other albums and to yeah. me variety is a big thing. Okay. Um so yeah, I'm going to jump into the into the track by track. Uh, independent title track, great opener, real yeah. statement of intent. Um as far as thrash bands go, I mean, you know, they had the ferocious debut with ignorance mm-hmm. uh then you had um the american way which you know opens them up to you know 
different tempos, different styles of songs. They did a they did a fucking funk rock song on that album, man. Yeah. Uh, but you know that that's the mark of a truly great band is being able to pull stuff like that off. Mm-hmm. And then you know you come over to Independent and they've already gone for the for the groove. Yeah. And to to me, I get a very John Bush era Anthrax vibe from this album. Funny that you should say that because Sound of White Noise and Independent were both produced by Dave Jordan. So yep. same. <laughs> so yeah, same same kind of sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that I noticed like right out of the gate. And both but, came out in 1993. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you probably had like a very similar kind of like thing already set up, and it was like, hey, it worked for these guys. Try this. But yeah. 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 Um, it's a sound that I really love because it's very unique to that producer at that time because there's not a lot of albums that sound like those albums. And so, no, um, yeah, it's I love funny. It, it, for, for me, it's, it's more in the songwriting than it is the production. Cause I love sure. this era and I love this sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get independent, which is this groovy up tempo opener, really fun moshing kind of song free, this is where I began to, you know, this is where I thought, ah, this is going to be a, a sound of white noise, stomp 442 kind of kind yeah. of sound, you know, um, just like that. This song is, it gives me like wrestler entrance vibes. Like I would walk into the ring with this play. It has a know? big stomping kind of, you know, quality yeah. to it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kicks ass. Um supremacy is just more groove and groovage if only <laughs> is a is a pretty instrumental sort of thing you know yeah. there's a lot of really cool composition there which does break up you know the very groove heavy vibe yeah uh crawling crawling it feels like a corrosion of conformity in the 90s kind of or or like down type of song it's very southern stoner kind of feeling in that riffage um pressure is a pounder of a track so mm-hmm. is product uh i never said goodbye is like this long grooved out thrash ballad vibe um open book is some punky driving metal do it is more punky driving metal yeah let's have a war the fear cover oh, you know closes a, it out that those are those are those were added later but yeah okay uh it's um yeah my main issue with this album is that it's quite long for how many of the songs are in the same kind of vein. Like, it's still an enjoyable groove metal album, but to me, if I wanted Sacred Reich, what I felt they did really well on The American Way and Heal as well is they had a lot of different types of songs, whereas yeah. this one this one has its vibe and it just does its vibe, you know? Yeah. And you it's, know, it's uh, definitely it's yeah. definitely an album where you couldn't mistake one of the songs for being on a different album. Like mm. it's it's it, all of it's very unique to that album. Yeah, this one lives on this disc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, with that, I'm gonna hand it over to you. Go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, the one that ha- that had to go at number six for me, unfortunately was uh awakening the the most recent album from 2019 their comeback cool. album fifth album and it come came out 23 years after heal um but it wasn't it wasn't their first you know release because i several months before 
Awakening, they put out a split seven inch with Iron Reagan. And the song oh. on there is a song called Don't Do It, Donnie, which is about Donald Trump. And all that all I remember, I knew that we were going to be in for some fun when they released that song. And all of a sudden, the comments on Facebook and other stuff is people being like, I don't know why you guys all of a sudden have to start being political. And literally, <laughs> all the big fans are just jumping on all these people like, look at some fu- listen to some fucking lyrics for a change. There's never been an album yeah. they did that wasn't political. And so, but it just become that thing where like, I don't know what happened with rock and roll fans where it, it all of a sudden now it's like, well, no, it's like, it's, it's, it's really fun to see like the, the hypocrisy of it all because (laughs) of course, of course, if you put out a fucking song slamming Joe Biden, those dudes shut the fuck up and they're like, I'm uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah, they're 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 saying what should be said, <laughs> but uh, but you talk about Donald Trump. For some reason, people are just like, I didn't expect this kind of politics, yeah. um, which is fucking stupid as fuck. Because um, all <laughs> politicians are corrupt in some way or another. I don't trust any of them. Some of them are slightly less distrustworthy than others. I'll, I'll yeah. Know. Um, you, I mean, you got you, you to vote for somebody, and it's. I, li- I hate the fact that we have a system, and I know it's not just here; it's all over the world, where where <laughs> Yo. you're you're constantly <laughs> voting for the lesser of two evils. You're yeah. not voting for somebody that's like that um, that gives you some kind of hope and makes you feel proud to be where you're from. Um, but you know what? I've gotten so used to that that it's just you know whatever. Yeah, it's. It's one of the unfortunate things, and of especially modern day, uh-huh. just how you know out outright divisive everything is now. You know, yeah. But you know, on it's on like the everything's flips. a fucking football game where you have to choose one side oh. or the other. And by football, I'm talking about both our countries, like our American football, yeah. your football. It seems like no, you got to you pick a team and you got to you hate the other team. You want to fight those yeah. fans. So. Yeah, it's exhausting. We'd, yeah. we'd be better off without, you know, social media, de- really. Yeah. But, you know, well, on, see, that, on, that's the thing is it's it sucks because so much about social media and the Internet has made the world better. It, you know, it, it's allowed for things like yeah. this Two people that we never would have met each other otherwise. Yeah. And now we're, we have a friendship and a and a professional, I guess, you know, uh, relationship as well. So yeah. but who the fuck would have? Would have thought, but then, yeah, but I, I really, people always say that thing about there should be like some sort of an IQ test before you can get onto the internet. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. and it's not, it's, it shouldn't just be answering like actual, you know, like factual questions, but it also should be like, here's a situation. How do you react to this? Or how do you feel about this? And then you get to a certain point and it's like, eh, you're not allowed on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Get rich watching porn. I'm going to click that. You know, that sort of thing. People yeah. that just fall for stupid shit. That's it's actually so a really good idea. They should, like, the government should put out fake phishing things. And if you actually click on it, then your internet access is revoked. <laughs> 
I feel like they do some some of that now. They, I like, know they probably they probably do. I don't. I'm not. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. But it, you know. <laughs> but uh, but also that goes that goes. You know, once again, that you you don't want to be that country that restricts access to people just because they're not as smart or whatever. Is because that's that's not how it works. That's not how freedom mm-hmm. of speech and and all these other things work. So it's like you know you gotta you gotta make some sacrifices if you want. Uh, if you want some freedoms as you know, that's, I mean, it seems like that's a fact that a lot of people seem to have forgotten about. Um, but anyway, why did we have to get all political on this sacred, right? <laughs> breaking. <laughs> why, why did the annoying Brit have to bring up politics? And it's like, uh, <laughs> oh, you mean you have politics in your country too? Yeah. <laughs> it's I like always remember that, like that misfits episode we did. And mm-hmm. all I did was bring it up because punk is, is there a more political genre than punk? I don't think there is. According to the internet, there are, punk bands are also not supposed to be talking about politics. Like, the, the thing that made me laugh was I brought it up to highlight how the Misfits weren't a political band. And they're like, yeah, hey, he can't say that. Talk about riffs. <laughs> Shut well, him we'll up. Talk, we we talk a lot about riffs too. Anyway, but it, it was cool. it was it was interesting to me that that people reacted to "Don't Do It, Donnie" because it's it, and it's it's a more of a punky yeah. kind of song, and I actually really like it. But and then, they do a lot of that as well. Then a few like, months later, "Awakening" comes out, um, and so this is this is my number six. That was a nice tangent right there, but still, um, yeah. <laughs> this is the first album with Joey Radzewell. I think that's how you pronounce it on guitar, and. Um, and Dave McLean on drums, although if you're talking about albums, Dave McLean also played on Heel. I think he left right after Heel, but, you know, he's back in mm. the fold now, um, which he's a he's a fucking great drummer. He played with like Machine Head and and uh, I think amazing drummer dude. as well. Um, anyway, so um, the I'm going to start with like the the things that obviously because I, I love this album. So I'm going to start with all the positives, you know, before I have to nitpick in order to put it in number six. Um, I love the fact that they came back with some proper thrash, but they didn't just ignore all the other kind of shit that they had done because there's groovy kind of songs on here as well. There's some that just yep. sound kind of like a, like almost like classic rock kind of shit a couple times. Um, but there's definite thrash metal on here. And um, I thought that was great because the, the, the one thing that I didn't want them to do, because, you know, a lot of bands, especially when they take a long break, they come back. And what do they try to do? They try to recreate whatever their most popular sound was. So I was yeah. like, well, every, all, all the quote unquote metalheads, they all seem to just want them to do ignorance again, um, which, you know, it had already been done. And that sound is done by tons of bands now. So the fact that Sacred yeah. Right came back and varied it up on this album. Um, so it's, you know, it, they've, there's, and, and I just love the fact that there's a, there, like there's a ton of like melodic choruses. Um, and it's just as an album, it just flows really well. Like it's what I miss about albums where the so- each song kind of has a different sort of vibe and um, kind of gives you a little bit like different flavors throughout. Um, and it's fucking eight tracks and 31 minutes long. Like I, I am going to do one of the salutes that you, was it like this? Yeah, like it's, it's the, it's the up, oh, you do around. it to the side. What, what was yeah, I doing? <laughs> you, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, I think like you were this. doing the, 
And then yeah, either way, it feels weird. I don't like that. But I'm, yeah. I'm saluting. I'm saluting them for that because that that's what I want. I want bands to come. I've said this so many times, and nobody cares. But I, I, I just like come out. I want you to come out with an album with your strongest thirty-five, maybe forty minutes worth of material. Forty minutes is yeah. lit, tops. Thirty-five minutes is perfect. Um, and you I have to do some this. like angel dust level shit to justify like an hour. Yeah, I'm not saying that there's not long albums that fucking rule, but for the most part, you know, I, 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 it makes for some reason it always makes me happy when a band puts out an album and you see the running time and it's like that low. And I go, oh, this is I'm gonna it's love a, this. It, it's a pleasant surprise because if you think about it, like people are like, don't you want more music? And it's like I would rather have eight songs and listen to them three times in a row yeah. than have. 14 songs and be fatigued at the end, you know? And then, then, then there's still just eight of them that you want to listen to three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, so, yeah. So I like that about this. I also love the fact that I think Phil may actually sound better as a singer than he's ever sounded. Um, he sounds really good, man. He just, he can still do it. It's, you know, and it's, and, and I like that. It's another thing. The, the, the Phil that sang on Ignorance I'm more of a fan of the Phil that sings on Independent and Heal. So I want the soulfulness and the melody and things like that. And so I like that he held on to that. And that's that's just fucking great. Um, but um, so here. So here's, here's the thing. It goes at number six because sure, like, it's glad I'm glad to have them back. You know, um, I love this album, but I think... The only reason why I could I have to put this last is because everything that's on here is really great, but none of it was stuff that I didn't already expect them to be able to do. Like mm. I I heard the album went like I, yeah this is great, but none of it was like oh I didn't expect that or this is you know which you know I, I like that when bands do that. So the majority of it there's a there there's like a a bit of an excitement level for me that it lacks on like further listens because like I, I love, I love every song, but I, I have to admit that the first time I heard some of their other stuff, there was more of a, Oh fuck man. The play that part again. <laughs> it was like, you know um, so, but you know, you can't, this is one of those things where we're comparing it to like fucking classic material. In my opinion, um, as a comeback, this is still better than most bands comebacks. Um, so um so I ended up putting it at last because it's it's you know maybe over the as the years go on maybe I'll it'll grow on me in that sort of way and I'll feel you know fonder about some of the things about it but comparing it to the other stuff I it, it just you know I was like yeah it has to, it has to go at the end I love it but it um out of all of them it's probably you know yeah, <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard. It's like it's like, you know, tell, talking about one of my children. I only have one child, but, you know, if I had more and somebody said, you know, you have to rank your children, I'd be like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this one's younger, so I haven't known him as long. So I guess yeah. that we'll go with that. Anyway, well, you got um, uh, the you got the dog, the cat, Billy. The fish. <laughs> Damn it. The fish goes that low. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, um, but yeah, um, I, I, the, the big thing about this album that I, that I love is just the fact that it's a, a positive sort of good time vibe that just kind of flows throughout the album. And it sounds like dudes 
happy to be back together and having a great time. So um, it's yeah. great. It's just the least awesome of their albums, in my opinion. Um, it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a of a what do you call it? A um, bittersweet, too, because it's like, you know, they got back together and their original second guitar player, Jason Rainey, was still alive. Um, but they yeah. did the album with uh, with Joey. And then soon after that, Jason Rainey passed away. And so it's like one of those things where, you know, obviously, you know, he's not he wasn't like a huge public persona. So, you, of course, you didn't know what was going on with him. Um, mm. So it's just one of those things where I was just like, well, that's that kind of sucks. Um, not not kind of. It really sucks. But um, uh, I'm just I'm glad they found somebody with as much energy as Joey has. Cause if you see footage of them live with him, he, cause he's, it's kind of like if I started a band and I added you as my guitar player, cause he's like easily 20 years younger than all the rest of the band, but he yeah. just is like a fucking firecracker on stage. <laughs> like he, he just seems like he's having the time of his life and has so much fucking energy and, and is a great player. So, um, it ends up being like a thing where I'm like, well, I'm glad they got him because I like it. It almost seems appropriate that they have that kind of young energy, you know, carrying it, bringing it back with 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 the with a younger guy. Um, anyway, so yeah, number <laughs> number six, Awakening. <laughs> um, let's move on to uh, your number five, Sacred Reich album. Cool. So my number five Sacred Reich album is Surf Nicaragua, the EP. Okay. Now. Uh, this is an EP, so obviously it's not got as much content as its LP counterparts. But damn, dude, the three original songs on here, holy shit. Like, I mean, they've even got a cover of War Pigs, which is, you know, one of many covers of the Black Sabbath song. But, yeah. you know, Surf Nicaragua itself is a prime example of oh. Thrash's sardonic... Hey, there it is! I've got the Surf Nicaragua shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of few times you actually have something on your shirt because you don't often do that. No, whenever I have something related to what we're talking about, I try to wear it. Sometimes I yeah. just forget. But um, <laughs> I'm not I, like the weird thing with me and band shirts is that especially like this, like a band that I love, I don't wear them very often because I don't want them to wear out and be shitty. Cause I had, I had a lot of really cool shirts and I just wore them too much. And then one day, like they just get holes and all over the place. And I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> but I love this shirt. So now I'm like, you know what I get? I bought a shitload of plain black t-shirts. That's my normal uniform every day. Um, and then like special occasions, I bust out my band t-shirts. So, yeah. I mean, that's where it's at. That's a killer shirt, dude. Yeah. But I, I, um, I literally bought every shirt they had at the show I was, I was at. <laughs> I know. I got, I got, I got the okay from my wife. She was like, she's like, she's like, yeah, just buy everything. Cause that, that's how my wife is with, with she's, she's only really fanatical about a few artists, but she loves them and wants to support them so much that she'll go to the show and buy one of everything. And cool. then, and even if she's not planning on wearing the shirts, she's just like, hmm. Just want to support them. And I'm all like, yeah, that's, that's what I did with Sacred Reich. I bought like four shirts and a and a signed version of Awakening, which that's not this one. I, it's a different different uh, pressing and everything. Have you told anyway. her about my band yet? <laughs> so Do you, you know when you shit. put shit out, we're yeah. going to buy it. Of yeah. course. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, like Thrash's sardonic sense of humor is all over this. Yeah. Like, the title track 
God damned it. I mean, the wipeout sections never cease to make me smile. But, like, the rest of the song is fucking badass in its own right. Yeah. Um, One Nation is badass thrash done in a fuck yeah way. Hey! Uh, there we that. go. I worked it in. I worked it in. It's one of my, one of my catchphrases. Yeah. Um, War Pigs, again, like I say, one of many, but a good cover. Uh, Draining You of Life is fucking awesome riffs in this song yeah uh and you know the ep closes out with two live versions of ignorance uh and death squad from their debut i think that, that i think those are also add-ons later on too. those last two. yeah th- this version right here that i have behind me is is just the four tracks not fair yeah because um i mean damn dude it's short but sweet yep but if i'm talking about albums there's not a lot of content on here apart from four songs. Yeah. Four killer songs, but yes. just four songs. So uh, I, I agree, which is why it is also my number five. Oh, okay, um, cool. So yeah, um, I like this EP. It's a classic fucking thrash EP at this point. Everything about it, from the artwork down to like the 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 actual presentation of it, because it, it essentially is um kind of an introduction to where they would end up going because surf Nicaragua yeah. is still very, is like thrashy and fun and fast. But then one nation is more of like hinting at what was going to happen with the American way. Yeah. And then a cover of war pigs, which is obviously very influential blacks who, who isn't influenced by black Sabbath. Um, yeah. And then Draining You of Life is actually a re-recording of something from their very first demo. So it's like they're giving you these different things. Like, here's yeah. here's something new, something old, something that inspires us. And I just like the, that kind of presentation and that kind of thought when you do an EP. Yes. Um, that's another thing. More EPs, everybody. And more. Yeah. And when I say EPs, I don't mean an EP where you do four cover songs. Like, that is not an EP. I'm sorry. That's not good enough. That, okay. That's a cop-out. One max. Yeah, like, you throw one on there, um, or and and you know, I'm I'm okay even if you have like maybe like three originals, um, and then like a remix. Oh, nobody does remixes hmm. anymore. I miss those. And then you know maybe a maybe maybe a cover song. Anyway, but that's I like it. This. Cranked and ranked. The gavel's coming down. LPs are now illegal. There's too yes. many LPs. EPs only here on in. To be everybody's. Honest, yeah. I would love that. If you took bands and like, instead of getting a full album every four years, you got an EP every two years, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think I'd be more consistently happy. And, yeah. you know, you would, you would just, you would just be getting fire left, right, and center from just fucking everybody. You wouldn't yeah. have people trying to make these bloated, giant ass things. It's like, dude, between like f- four to six songs, really good songs. I'm happy. Yeah. You know. Um. Anyway, back to Surf Nicaragua. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, it's really good. I really, I really like the fact too that. Um, I'll talk about how I feel about ignorance later, but Surf Nicaragua to me, especially. One Nation, it really kind of, I feel like it's the band kind of finally finding their own combination and their own flavor with the music. Mm-hmm. Because Ignorance sounds like 
a lot of thrash that was happening at the time. And like you can, it's kind of a, you can hear their influences on it where I think yeah. starting with surf Nicaragua, they kind of became their own band and just kind of let everything take them wherever it was going to take them. Um, For sure. Um, yeah. I don't, um, I don't, uh, I don't have a lot to add on this. This obviously this, this is the OG lineup of the band with Greg Hall on drums and, uh, J- uh, Jason Rainey on guitar. Um, but, uh, yeah. Also, I like the fact that War Pigs has played faster because that if there's yeah. one thing, if there's one thing about War Pigs, I'm all like, this song takes too long because I've heard it so many times. <laughs> I've heard it so many times that those, that the hi-hat hits in the middle of the, of the riffs seem to go on forever. So it might as yeah. well be, and I'm just like, get through it. Um, so I like the fact that it's sped up a little bit because I'm just like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a classic song that I've heard so much. So, um, and I, we can't not talk about war pigs without doing the, which is so funny that like in 1988, sacred Reich did a cover 89 faith no more, put it on their album. So that's kind of, that's, it's very interesting that like that, that around that time, that was a song that people wanted to cover. So yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's a great song. Well, yeah. we've already, we already ranked Black Sabbath, folks. You missed it. It was a uh, and Faith No More <laughs> year and a half ago. Well, Faith No More was even longer, probably two years ago. Yeah, um, that's definitely two years. But right now we're on Sacred Reich, and right now we're on to the number four Sacred Reich album from Mister f- Edward Sparks Esquire. No, you're not. <laughs> I knew you were going to do the Esquire. <laughs> Holy shit! No, dude. It's just because you're wearing Bill and Ted on your shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which which is so funny because Esquire, doesn't that mean like you're a lawyer if you call yourself Esquire? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just think it sounds rad. <laughs> yeah. Bill S. Preston, Esquire. That is I'm true. Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> don't get me started. I'll, I, I'll start doing the air guitar and everything. I, have you, have you, have you shown your girlfriend Bogus Journey yet? We got around to uh, Excellent Adventure. You told me that, wait. yeah. Yeah, when she comes back down or I go up and see her, we're doing a long distance thing right now. I don't want to bore yeah. you guys with. But, She's in uh, school though, right? She, <laughs> she was in. I'm trying, uh, I don't mean out, to make this personal. Co- Let's grill Eddie say, on his personal yeah. life right now. You don't have to talk about that. I was going to say, out of context, that would sound kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but um, yeah, we're, we're out. We're out of uh, education now. We're out in the scary world um, doing doing adult shit. I mean, it, it's but, important. Every the ladies have to know that you're taken because otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a, a madhouse of women. We'd be to, we'd be beating them off with a stick, dude. We, yeah. it's, I, I can't leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, a, but, I'm an excellent wingman, so I'll come along for the ride. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I was going to say that, like, you, sh- you should wa- have her watch that and watch um, Face the Music, because then I was all like, ooh, maybe we could do a CNR sidebar on the Bill and Ted movies once you've, um, once you've watched all of them again. We will do that when I've watched the third. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fun. Anyway, but, where were we? Yeah. Number cool. four. Yeah, <laughs> number four. Can I make a guess? Is our four also the same? Um, well, I'll confirm it as soon as you say yours. My number four is heel. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought I thought it wouldn't be. To be fair, I just oh, no. wanted to. I wanted to see if we matched up again. But, um, dude, this to me is a much more to the point uh, evolution 
and like broadening of what they did with independent mm. they you know it's still very groove metal very heavy but it's a lot more in the vein of something like low by testament which you know funnily enough has a song on here called low yeah but you know not to be confused with testament's version it's just a great song in itself but <clears throat> let's jump into this uh yeah. blue suit brown shirt punky groove metal that's an amazing album opener like how it's like it's literally just kicking the door down with song number one it's like yeah total blast of energy man like i was i had my face ripped off i was like oh (laughs) shit um heel is just slow grinding (laughs) yeah that's See, a, it's not even not even the guitar doing it, just you doing it that made me Yep. yep. <laughs> it's too late. The groove has him now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um <sighs> Breakthrough is another upbeat one. Well placed double kick runs. Love that. Um Low, again, like I say, not to be confused with Testament, Groove Metal Song of the Same mm-hmm. Name and Era. It's a really cool kind of grungy song. Even feels a little bit like Tad at points to me. Like that song really struck me. I was like, oh, these guys have been listening to some Seattle stuff for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, who the fuck wasn't? By by 1996, I think everyone, yeah. I think even like even the, the haters at the time, I think it all come around and said, yeah, that stuff was good. All that stuff's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, don't is an upbeat, punky, thrashy groover. Mm-hmm. Jason's idea is just bong noise. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ask Ed is a fun song. Uh, who do you want to be? There's a lot of speed on this album. Granted, you know, it's more in the realm of fast hardcore than 80s thrash. And who do you um, want to be is, if you didn't know, is a cover song. Yeah. Um, originally by Oingo Boingo. Mm. Um, which if you listen to the original it's essentially a ska song and they (laughs) they changed it into more of a punky kind of song i love when bands do that when they take something completely out of their genre and make it their own like that's the best kind of cover like say for example someone should take war pigs and turn it into like weird science level fucking oingo boingo like that that'd be ace it would be I would, I'm not if you're bringing that up. I'm just make it into a ska song. Like that would be kind of yeah. cool. Somebody out there, I'm sure, has done like. Yeah. Generals gathered in the masses, but yeah. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah. Seen through my eyes. I love that slow groove with the fast double kick. That is. One of my favorite things in music is when you have a like real slow, tasty groove, but with really fast double kick under it. That you know, to to quote Top Gun, it's giving me a hard on. Um, I don't care. Love me some of that tasteful ride symbol work. Um, the power of the written word is awesome, like it's an unusually short album for this style and era like everyone everyone else in 1996 was trying to max out the amount of music they could fit on a cd these guys were like okay we did a really long one with independent let's just make this a 35 minute blast of pure fucking awesome 
Yeah. Um, I I like that. You know, short albums for the win, man. But you know, it's not my top three, but it's still fucking great. So yeah. over to you. I'm a I'm. Let me try and guess you number four. Okay. Ignorance. You are correct, sir. My number four uh, yeah, is I'm ignorance. Good at this shit. Um, from 1987, the debut Sacred Reich album. Uh, so the first off, the the song Death Squad now has a lot more meaning to me because that's the song that was dedicated to me at their show. And so like, <laughs> so now it's got that going for it. It's already a fucking great song and a great album opener. But now I'm all like, oh, that's that's a nice memory attached to that. Yes sentimental value now it does um so it's uh this is their most straightforward thrash that they did but um it ends up like i I, it's a classic album and it's very well done and a a really great album and a lot of fun but it is a lot of them wearing their influences on their sleeve we're like i mean you you even you hear them talk about how they were really into metallica and slayer and ignorance kind of feels like a com- a combination of those two, bridging um, the gap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's you know it's at this point, yeah. It it is a classic of what's referred to as the second wave of thrash. Which, in hindsight, with the amount of time that's that's gone on, I I say to me, the the, the thrash that matters is that entire first like ten year span. You know, from the early '80s into the early '90s, that's the shit that I'm just like, well, that's all great. But um, the the thing that I like about what they call these second wave thrash bands is the fact that, sure, ignorance sounds like you know some other stuff that was going on, but to me, it's done better than most of it because mm. you had the what would be considered the more important bands that kind of laid the foundation and put out their early albums. And then those early albums, it's almost like these bands heard it. And then after having a couple years with it and with a few bands doing it, they figured out how to do it better. So that's why, that's why fucking Testament and, and sacred Reich and and other bands that came forbidden, all these other bands that sort of started popping out. It's almost like from the get go, they were like, Ah, we hear your flaws. We're going to get rid of those and we're just going to fucking <laughs> refine this shit to a fucking science. And so um that's a thing that I love about ignorance is the fact that even though, you know, you do hear those influences at the same time I'm like I mean, ignorance is better than like to <laughs> to me than the first couple Slayer albums easily. Um that's probably, you know, controversial to say. Um but <laughs> It's been it's way better than the than you know the first couple Exodus or the first couple Overkill to me. It's just like way better. Um once again, that's just an opinion. Don't uh don't lynch me for that. <laughs> but uh <laughs> um but but yeah, so it does have to go at number four for their like four their original four album run because it is the one that sounds the least kind of original to me. But once again, you know it's Eight songs plus one instrumental equals 32 minutes of music, and that's fucking perfect. Yeah. Um, so even, I mean, like, even though it is, I, I have my little gripes about it, you know, it's, it's, I think it's the only album of theirs that I own like three different versions of on vinyl. So it's like, uh, <laughs> oh, I, have shit. The, I have the OG wow. one up here, 
And then I have a 2012 25th anniversary, which has like a different album cover and some bonus songs. And then I have the 2021 reissue that's like a colored vinyl. So, you know, clearly Damn, I like dude. it. Clearly I like this band a lot. I, I, I'll buy anything <laughs> they put out. Um, but uh, yeah, they absolutely nailed this particular sound on this particular album. Um, so I'm really glad they didn't decide just to tread water on the next album. So that's that's the thing is that you put this album on and as strong as in, and good as it is, my brain immediately goes, they kind of became more of their own band and did really strong shit after this. So I'm always like, you know, yeah, well, we got to we got to move on to like, you know, what they would do <laughs> later. So. Uh, so, yeah, Ignorance is great. Classic thrash album. But in, in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to the, the band Sacred Reich, I feel like they did three better albums. So that moves moves us on to our, our top three. Cool. So. My number three is their most recent album, Awakening. Nice. Major pleasant surprise with this album. Like, god damn, dude. It's like you said, some bands will, you know, come back, announce an album, and it'll just be like, you know, a pretty strong single and nine other songs. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, it's like... Yeah, you, you get that kind of fan service sort of thing. These guys just came back and they had so much different stuff in the tank. Um, yeah. Awakening is an amazing song. Like, holy shit, the whole song rules. But like, I love the drum sound on this album and I listened to it through my, you know, studio speakers I have in this room. Yeah. Oh my god, the snare drum sound in that breakdown is morbidly obese. I fucking <laughs> adore it. Like just how thick, low and and you know, if more if more modern metal sounded like this, like where it has like air to breathe. There's I find that my big problem, I've nailed it down. I've figured out what my big issue with a lot of modern metal is. It's everything is so upfront. There's no room for it to breathe. Yeah, it's compressed like, and just way too. It's brick walled most of the time. Even the reverbs feel like they're trapped in a box. You know. Yeah, I, f- I yeah. find with a lot of like modern metal, it feels like it's confined to a space. Whereas with older mixes that I tend to enjoy, which tend to be from uh, the early '90s back backwards, you know. 80s metal mixes they just have this aura around them and every album sounded like it had its own vibe like ride the lightning has a completely different vibe to say you know the black album but they both sound huge yeah whereas like a lot of albums today like feel like you're in a really claustrophobic space with everything at an equal volume and i feel like that does it a disservice whereas this mix doesn't sound overproduced at all. It's like if, it's that thing. It's that thing where where the mix is good enough where you turn it up loud and it still sounds good. But most modern music, not just metal, you turn it up past a certain point, and I'm like, oh, it fucking hurts my ears. Like, why is it yeah. so? Why does it sound like that? But this is that's a good compliment for Arthur Risk, who was the producer on that, because he's done. He's kind of a sought after producer these days because not only did he, he did like both Power Trip albums, he did this one, but also he did. 
the last this most recent Soulfly album and and the last Cavalera Conspiracy album, all which have like a similar vibe, um, especially drum wise. Um, he's worked with a lot of people so far, but yeah, he, I think people are going to him now saying like, yeah. we kind of want Hit that me sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, oh man, it's like that song alone made me think, holy shit, what am I in for? We're on track one. Jeez. Yeah. Like, and then you get divide and conquer. Phil is a great singer, man. Like he still yeah. sounds awesome to this day. Very underrated vocals. Oh yeah, Some, he's he's one of my favorite vocalists. Period. So it's like he has a more uh, bellowy. Well, he I mean sort of um, he's, delivery. He's, he's soulful. Yeah. Soulful. Yeah, it, he's like a. I was I was just gonna say he's kind of in the realms of like maybe like Chuck Billy, but a little bit more uh, clean in his you know. Uh, sustained notes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that kind of vibe. He could. I um, mean, he easily falls in with Chuck Billy and James Hetfield and people like that. But he has a way. The the best way I can put it is he has a more soulful quality to his voice. Yeah. Which I which is why I like it so much. You fucking rule, my guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Phil, if you're watching this, kudos. Yeah. Big love. Uh, manifest reality is this furious pounding thrasher. Killing Machine is just this it's just this primal chugging riffage, great vocals, catchy songwriting, yeah. real recipe for great stuff. Everything about Killing Machine just makes makes me feel like it like it gives me a very old school vibe, not just yeah. just with the with the the way the song the riffs and everything, but also <laughs> the subject matter because that used to be a thing like, you know, you like every album seemed to have like a people being sent off to war unnecessarily kind of song. Yeah. And I'm all like, yeah, because there should there's those songs should still be out. It's not like we're not we, having wars anymore. And most yeah. of them have been proven <laughs> to be unnecessary. <laughs> so so uh, I just I like that about it. it. It really does like sort of like, hey, yeah, this could have come out in uh, 88 or 89, you know? I, I mean, it's like on the one hand, it's like, yeah, we got a kick ass song out of it. But it's sad that it's also still very relevant, you know? So, I mean, same but, thing with fucking songs about the environment. Like, those were all over yeah. the place in the late 80s and early 90s. And I'm like, should we, maybe people should be singing about that more now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man. But, like, people are so divided, like you say, and nobody wants to admit that the other side may have a point about something. That is, uh, so anytime. I don't mean to get off on this tangent again. And if it, this annoys you, just fuck off. But. <laughs> Being divided on whether or not you want to take care of the planet <laughs> yeah. is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's it, it should be a no brainer to just be like, well, studies we have shown here. that, that, that <laughs> we should do this in order to like not fuck up the environment. Everyone should have just said, cool, let's do it. But it's like nobody wants to fucking make any sacrifices and the people making all the fucking money don't want to make less money. So here yeah. we are. Having to still fucking talk about the environment, even though it's, I mean, guys, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> People are you know just what we fucking should, dumb. You know what we should do? We need to start a thrash band. <laughs> we should. We yeah, should. We, we should. We should do it, man. I'm not we very good it. at playing thrash guitar, really, though. But, you know, I could, you know, we could probably do like a half thrash or maybe a mid-tempo thrash. I could do that. We'll, 
do, do you know what? Do you know what? We'll do what every thrash band does when they decide we can't play that fast. It'll be a groove metal band. <laughs> there we go. There we or go. Let's, there just it be, is. let's just be new metal and find somebody to rap for us. That's a combo you don't hear a lot in um, political new metal. <laughs> that's, uh, I feel like. I feel like the creation of um, new metal. Sorry, I know this is kind of a tangent, but it's like, stop it! Stop! Well, no tangents well, on this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like everybody heard Rage Against the Machine, but everybody was like, keep politics out of it. <laughs> you yeah, know, just, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what happened. That sound moved on. Well, there were other bands that did it, but it almost feels like those bands stayed in more of the hardcore realm of things and not so much yeah. the new metal realm of things, which is fine, whatever. Um, I, I, don't, I don't listen to enough hardcore music because a lot of it I don't like, and I also don't like hardcore music fans most of the time. Um, but <laughs> But I'm curious to know if in their circles they also have people that are like, quit talking about political and social issues because I feel like, well, that's like the backbone of like hardcore music, isn't it? Um, well, are, are we talking like old school 80s hardcore or are we talking like modern chug any, hardcore? Anything. Isn't it, isn't it still very political? And don't, I, I, I thought that that was still oh. the vibe that a lot of these bands still went for was we're going to sing oh, about what? something important or, or oh. yell about something important. Oh, I meant just as in like, if you liked it, like, <laughs> Oh, I don't, like, I, yeah, um, it's, that's another discussion because if you talk about hardcore and kind of where it started, like if you want to talk about like Black Flag, I love Black Flag. I love Rollins era of Black Flag, um, and Minor Threat and, and bands like that. Um, something happened in the late eighties where everything got to be so like dude bro and muscle bound kind of shit. And, and yeah. A lot of those bands, even though like they had some cool riffs and stuff, most of the time I get really turned off by something in a lot of the music. But there are, have been hardcore bands here and there over the years that have put out stuff that I've said, "Oh, I, I'm down with this." I mean, you could even you could fucking call. I know that I know they lean more on the metal side of things with Biohazard. I was a big Biohazard fan, um, and those yeah. guys came straight out of the hardcore scene, and they still maintain those hardcore elements in their music. But um. But yeah, once it got more, it's like that. I've, I think I've said it to you before. There's that. There's that meme where they take a portion of that band where the guy is like really big and muscular, and he's doing like the Running Man on stage, yeah. while behind <laughs> him everybody's doing like karate kicks and shit. And I've always yeah. said that like that's my hell. If there's actually a hell, <laughs> if there's actually yeah. a hell, like like the, literally the gates are gonna open and be like you fucked up you did a lot of bad shit here you go and it's gonna be that room and I'm gonna be like no fuck this is absolute torture if that if somebody came to me and told me that's what it was I'd be fucking I'd be praising Jesus left and right I'd be like please come on save me dude come on <laughs> Harm's Way would like to know your location <laughs> is that the band Harm's Way yeah yeah. And I, you know, oh, yeah. it, it does it does them a disservice because I don't even know what they sound like. But I've said it so many times. Like if you're a band that allows your audience to f- to completely ruin the show for the majority of your audience because they are doing fucking kicks and shit, and you don't stop it, you're a shitty band. You are a shitty band. 
Because like th- th- there's one thing with moshing and mosh pits and all this other stuff. Because most of the time that shit, you know, it, it it allows there to be at least some closeness of everybody. But when yeah. everyone's doing fucking roundhouse kicks, it's literally yeah. like you're playing a show for just the few people up against the barricade and these 12 assholes. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's just so fucking dumb. And so that ruins it because Harm's Way may make music that I would hear and go, yeah, it's fucking cool. But I don't know. All I know is I'm just like, well, that dude works out too much. So apparently he doesn't have time to actually write good music. And then <laughs> and I know that's probably bullshit, too, because I'm a huge Rollins fan. And he was like the guy that was like the, the beefcake guy back in the day. And I'm all like. I yeah. guess he wasn't. He wasn't in the eighties. In the nineties, he was a. He was yeah. A, he was a built individual, as they say. Motherfucker got swole. <laughs> swole. Anyway, so yeah, did, did I did I even answer your question a little bit? It's like, yeah, it, it, you like some of it. Hardcore. That's, hardcore is a lot of it's too samey, and um, the same kind of breakdowns over and over again, and uh, it just it gets kind of old. But there, but there, I do hear things. Where I'll go, ah, it's pretty cool. And then that's about as far as it goes. I find like, you know, for me, for me, it's one I, I tend to have to be in the mood for. It's like, I want something thrashy, but a bit slower and more chuggy. Yeah. Hardcore is kind of where I, that's that's where I go to it. Yeah. That, that band that's really big right now, Turnstile, I like a lot of what they do. And that's, they've got cool stuff. That's, that's hard. That's considered hardcore, right? There's another band called incendiary. That is a hardcore band that I, I remember one particular album of theirs came out a few years ago and I was just like, damn, this is fucking cool. But, um, you know, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's not, a, it's not a genre that I love, but you know, maybe, maybe that should be one of the next thing. Maybe we should find like, what's the most popular long running hardcore band. And then we should rank them. And then maybe that'll yeah. be my maybe that'll be my gateway into like you know um, appreciating yeah, I, more of that. I'm all for us doing a, like episodes on bands that we're maybe not like mega into, so that we can kind of come at it from an angle of we're basically doing a a, a meeting right now. <laughs> but like that's all right. Yeah, yeah they, welcome to our meeting, is, everyone. Yeah, this is behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I'd be keen to you know dive into some bands that maybe we're not massive on because like it could at least be a stimulating and informative discussion yeah i mean there was somebody i think today or yesterday and i i believe the band that they asked about was children of bodom like if we would ever do that and i'm all like i'm like well i don't really know anything about them and so i'm like well that why would we not eventually do them you know so it's like one of those things where that's a that's a pretty big band as far as i know and um it would be interesting to tackle so eventually we'll get around to a lot of these things we have so many bands to do, guys. Yeah, and, and as it's you like, see, we fucking we will go off topic so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if we were if we were all business and no pleasure, then we could probably do three bands per episode or whatever. But you know, we just let <laughs> well, shit roll. The, it's like I've seen a few comments in the past on our on YouTube on our show, and it's like what are you guys going to do when you run out of bands? And it's like, do you know how many <laughs> fucking bands there are? Like <laughs> there's 52 weeks in a year accounting for like weeks off. We have that's maybe cuts us down to like, you know, 46 and bands that have multiple uh, episodes. Yep. And other kinds and of episodes that we do. Yeah, we're fine. We've got it. Hell, we could, we could Simpsons this shit. We could still be doing this when you're like 70. 
Plus, this is all about like opinion. So literally, if we ever do get to the point where we hit a wall and go, well, we're not excited about any of the bands that we have left in front of us. We just go right back to the beginning because I'm pretty sure our opinions may have altered a little bit. And it's like, well, now let's talk about Nirvana five years later. How do we feel about their albums now? <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's never ending. It's a, it's a show that will go on forever and ever. Amen. That's our reload era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, cool. So, um, what was number it? Three. Oh, number three. Number three. Uh, ah, here we go. Death Valley. Hard rocking oh, yeah. track. I, I, I like the cowbell and the attitude. It has like a 80s hard rock swagger almost. It's got that yeah. 70s, 80s ass kicker feel. Um, Revolution is a kind of punky one. Uh, and, you know... Something to believe in. Oh, wrong song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, it is refreshing to hear something to almost, believe as opposed to something to believe in, which is the yeah. poison classic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it is refreshing, though, to hear like an almost ballady major key song from Sacred Reich, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I love bands that, I mean, obviously they had a 23 year break between this and their previous album heal yeah. uh but to come back this late in the game and still deliver fresh sounding stuff i mean that's awesome man yeah. that's a that's a major thumbs up from me uh yeah so with that i mean it's not often a modern album reaches such a high point but hell man this is deserving of it yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of their their album Heal, that's my number three. Cool. Um, from nineteen ninety six, their their fourth album, and and the fourth in what I consider to be you know, there are some bands that have a three or four album arc that I just fucking love, and like this is yeah. one of them where it where when it comes to this point, um, so they they end up returning to Metal Blade on this album because they had a major label deal for independent, then they come back to. Metal Blade, their original home. And um, this is the last album with Jason Rainey on guitar. I mean, he'd play with them a lot more over the years and random shit, but um, this is the last album he plays on. Um, but uh, it's interesting because this is 1996. And from my personal experience, the people that were around me um, in 1996, metal was not cool anymore. Um, it it doesn't matter. Even the stuff that was more like in 1996, like the, the, the big boom where all of a sudden new metal was really popular. That hadn't really happened yet. There were some popular bands that were heavier, but you know, it wasn't, this was like grunge has laid it to rest era. So well, even, even in 96, even grunge now was just, everyone was just like, we're over, we're done with that too. Yeah. And so, um, (laughs) so, um, but I really do like the fact that they just came back with like, like, like arguably their heaviest album, really, um, which I think is fucking great. And, and you know, as much as I, I feel like all of their albums, well, especially the first four, sonically speaking and production wise, they all sound like the time, and that makes me happy. The production on Heal sounds like 1996. It's more dry, yes. more direct. <laughs> Um, but once again, nine original songs, one cover song, one bong hit, and that equals 33 <laughs> minutes of music. And it's just like fucking great. And starts 
with blue suit, brown shirt, which is just, I wish that they played that song more. That should be like the song that they open every show with. It doesn't matter. That is the opener. Because I just, I like the idea of, of drawing a line in the sand from song number one. And when the chorus of the song is just racist, piece of shit. Like that one, <laughs> if that was the way, I'm just like, just get that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's going to be bothered by that fucking lyric, then they, they can get the fuck out song one. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a great, it's a great opener. And then of course you move right into, I mean, it just, it, it to me, this is like banger after banger on this album. And sure. it, they lean way more into the groovy side of things. Way it's 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 very heavy, um, and um, I just I just really like the fact that by this point they've given you four albums, both equally killer in my opinion, but they give you a different flavor, and they don't. They just sort of let the sh- the music take them where, where it's going to take them. Like it's no there's um. They don't seem to be that concerned with what genre do we play? What are the critics going to think? Um, will yeah. we alienate fans if we do this? And I, those are the best bands. The best bands are the ones, because at the end of the day, they're not a fan of you. You're a fan of them. <laughs> so, and sure, sure, their their livelihood depends on fans wanting to buy their product and see them on tour and buy their merch and whatever, because that's how it works. We, it's, it's capitalism. It's how, I'm sorry if it works that way, but it works that way. Um, and so, you know, I just feel like the best bands are the ones that have, that can do that. They can say, fuck it. This is how we feel. Let's put this out and then still maintain that fan base. Those are the fucking special bands to me. Um, so, um, but yeah, this album is just absolutely, it, it, it literally just feels like a band that just is going with the flow and doing whatever they feel. Um, and, um, I've just, I'm totally on board with that. Um, and then of course they have a really cool, Oingo Boingo cover, which is pretty unexpected. <laughs> First time I heard this album, I didn't even know it was a cover. Um, but then later on down the line, I heard the Oingo Boingo version, and I was just like, that's interesting. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not music I was listening to in the 80s. You know, I wasn't, I, I the only Oingo Boingo song I knew, well, I knew, I knew two. One was the Weird Science theme song. The other was the Bachelor Party theme song. <laughs> Those are the two <laughs> Oingo Boingo songs that I knew. Um, I still don't know very many. All, 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 all I know is they have that one song that's all, I love little girls, they make me feel so good. And every time I hear that, I go, oh, that is... I mean, even if you're... Even if that's supposed to be like tongue in cheek, I'm like, yeah, it's a little... Yeah, I don't think that aged necessarily that well, but okay. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Whenever I've heard that song, I'm like, you got hard on immediately. Like, <laughs> 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 I just heard Fuck so many up. people stop the episode right there. Uh, Bye, everybody. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. This is like next week of <laughs> broadcasting from it's a bathroom security. People jail. get over it. Um, anyway. Jesus. What were yeah, you, you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to say, every time I've heard it, I like... I used to think to myself... Now, this was during something... I would call it a phase where I was like, nothing from the 80s is bad. Oh. And 
and then you know kind of you know reality hit me in the face when i heard that song <laughs> there's bad stuff like, from every every era really but yeah I, I i know but i was like peak hair metal at the time and i was like there's nothing from this era that's as bad as anything now and then you go i love little girls <laughs> no 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 i don't yeah moving no on yeah no thanks um, thanks. Yeah. I'm, I, I have a feeling it wasn't meant to be taken seriously, but, you know, so e- anyway, either way. I know, but um, it's it's got that, you know, you wouldn't blast it, it out if feel, you could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the kind of song you meet somebody and that's their favorite song. I'm like, I don't care what the context is for that. That is, I'm not Red going to hang out with you anymore. Flag, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Heal, which is fucking yes. amazing. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's an amazing album it, to me. It's their most underrated. It's an album that more people should talk about. And the band, hint hint, if you're all watching, um, play more songs from Heal. Play just throw a couple in because um, yeah. they're there. I think those of us who are fans of this album are really big fans of this album, and um, it's great shit. Um, but I think they did two albums that I consider better. So that was, that's my number three, top two. Cool. So I'm going to jump right over to my number two, which is Ignorance. And, you know, I don't really have much in the way of, like, describing anything. All of my notes for this are just, this is really fucking cool. Like, it's just really good thrash done in a fuck yeah way. way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, Death Squad is a killer opening track. I mean, obviously you have that lovely memory. Great. Victim of Demise is this unrelenting thrasher. That's a fucking killer song. Speedy as fuck. Laid to Rest, cool instrumental interlude kind of track. Ignorance is title track, and it slays. No Believers is awesome. Violent Solutions is more awesome. Rest in peace. God damn, dude. They just keep giving. Yeah. Another killer thrasher is Sacred Reich, which is, you know, by the band Sacred Reich from the, from album. the album. Not Sacred Ignorance. Reich. Ignorance. Yeah, not Sacred Reich. <laughs> damn, yeah. they fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. You had one job. Um, <laughs> administrative decisions is this ripping closer. And the reason it's so high up is because it's a killer thrash album. Yeah. It has an urgent youthful energy and i just sometimes i just want to like it, it you know how you said like it, the hardcore show kind of spin kicking people kind of puts you off i l- would love to be in a sweaty crowd that just fucking moves to oh, this yeah. yeah yeah i would love to stage dive onto like a sea of hands you know to this stuff yeah but on the flip side I'd also want my boot to hit the asshole doing karate in the pit on my way down. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> you know? Fight fire with fire sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, you know, karate in the pit is lame. Uh, with that, ignorance. Ignorance fucking rules, man. I mean, the album, not the thing. Ignorance itself sucks, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. but, but luckily, ignorance is the thing that you can do something about. That's, that's you know, make, make sure everybody, make sure you remember. You don't get offended if somebody says you're ignorant about something because that's something yeah. that you can do something about. That's not calling you an idiot. That just means, that's means true. you don't know yet. Yeah. So, um, 
Sorry. I suppose willful ignorance. <laughs> I, is, I, is I, what I know most I'm of condemning. our most of our our crowd they know what it means, but you know, it, sometimes yeah. it's good to have a reminder for some people. Yeah, because because some of y'all some of y'all need a little extra need a little extra push. Yeah. Um. All right, my number two. Uh, keeping the 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 uh, the letter I in effect here. Independent is my number two from cool. 1993. Band like signed. So, a, go. So sorry, I was just going to say. I feel like recently we we always have like one album that we like disagree on, but the rest of our list kind of like makes what? sense. Well, like, I love the way that this has played out because you, yeah. you, you putting ignorance and, and, um, awakening like higher up, like, because I love all these albums. So it's almost like together yeah. we are, we're giving them all the love that they need. Um, so I, I'm enjoying this, but, uh, yeah, independent was your last, your number six, my number two, but you have to remember, I have a history with this album now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. for the first, you know, sacred Reich album that I bought, um, but and it was based on the fact that like you know the the music video for Independent came out. Um, my buddy, who for some reason always bought everything as soon as it came out, like whatever the album was, I would see the a music video and go, oh, I'm gonna get that as soon as I have money. My friend already bought it, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> and so I would go to his house and listen to the new stuff. He dubbed me a cassette until I had the money to go out and buy the CD myself. Um. But yeah, I learned independent on guitar, so that song's very important to me. Um, but yeah, this was the the band got a major label deal with Hollywood Records, and um, it's the first album with Dave McLean on drums, and yes. he does a fantastic job on it. And the production by Dave Jur- Jordan is awesome, which uh, which you know he was also known for Dirt by Allison Chains. I think he also did Facelift. He did both those albums. Um, Damn, dude, he's done a lot of shit. Um, and I just think that Independent is like such a strong album, but I, I think I love it so much because it's it sounds very much of its time, and it just so happens that that is a time that I love. Like I love yeah the first few years of the '90s, all the things that were going on, not just in metal and music in general, even in fucking R and B, in hip hop, yeah. in metal, in grunge. Everything, all the big music that was going on that like I was diving into as a young teenager, it just feels so good. All of that music. That, f- that first half, man, that first half of the 90s, 90 yeah. to like 94, chef's kiss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, and really like this, this is the first one. Um, you'll hear us both say nice and positive things about the American way because that's obviously our number one. Um, but I would say vocally, this is the one where I feel like Phil finally like came into his own as a vocalist and like he's expanded his vocal performance so much on this album. And I just love the way he sounds on it and, and the band themselves going from American way to this, it's like, you know, the same badass band bringing the heavy political slash socially charged metal now with some groove, they've, they've, you know, they moved the groove into it. There's some also faster songs on here as well, but a lot of it, like you said, is, has a groovy kind of quality to it and more melodic. They've, they've turned up the, the melodic um, aspect of it. Um, I guess probably the only, the only negative this album has in my opinion is that it's, it's, uh, it's 48 minutes long. That's eight minutes longer than I um, would like it to be. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I don't know what songs I would remove, but it's definitely their longest album. Um, 
and and it also has the uh, the distinction of having my favorite Sacred Reich song of all time, which is "Crawling." I absolutely love that song since the cool. first time I fucking heard it, and it's just got so many cool riffs in it. Like, and it's a long song with like different sections that happen in it, and all of them are fucking killer. I love Phil's vocals on that song. Um, it's just fucking great. And, um, overall, like as much as I really love this album, some of the things that you said where you put it at number six, I'm like, yeah, I absolutely agree with those things. They're they're They, they have a vibe and a sound and they kind of stick to it almost to the point where some of the songs, I think if you put them next to each other, they just flow right into each other. Yeah. Like t- <laughs> tempo and riff wise, like everything would, and you key. know, so <laughs> yeah. And key, yeah. So there was, there's a, there's a lot of that, but just me liking this album so much and, and, and think it's it's so well done, but just on top top on top of the fact of that it is uh it came out at a time that I just think was fucking great for music and great for me personally. So it has yeah. like it has a personal quality or, or a, a um enjoyment um aspect to it that I love. Not to mention that I just think it's chock full of killer killer songs. And it's also one of those things where I really love it when a band just hones in, goes really direct with an album and says, here's what we're doing, where we've it was almost like, you know, cut, cut, cut off the the excess fat and whatever. Now, here was a lean Sacred Reich machine album. Um, And I uh, I really I really enjoy it. And so um, that's why it's my number two. Which ends up making our number one, a joint number one. That happens a lot. I've noticed that we often seem to have it's, it's either our one and twos are the same in a different order or we have the same number one. But in this particular yeah. case, let's just fucking talk about one of the greatest albums ever made, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, some sometimes it's just you get one indisputable disc that's like top tier. Yeah. Unfuckwithable. And... When it comes to Sacred Reich, it's got to be the American way, dude. Like, mm-hmm. everything great about this band is here. Yeah. You know, pretty much. Uh, I mean, starting off with love, dot, 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 hate. Uh, you know, you get the... Uh, there's so many, like, cool double kick flurries in this song. Oh, uh, yeah. Greg, cool Greg Hall and drums, bits. by the way. Yeah. Oh, man. Um really cool structure to it as well like a lot of moving parts uh great I song. love I've always loved the fact that it has almost an uncomfortable quality because you when you think of, yeah. a, of a, a rhythm of a song it's used like dun, 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 or even if it's fast it's got like a thing where you can bob your head but this one is like, it's like a, it's almost like forcing your head to bang <laughs> yeah with the song it's like it's very it's it's very it's very ragged I guess and I yeah. like that but I love the way it like resolves on uh, with that build out. Yeah. It's really satisfying to play on drums though, I'll say that. I did when I when 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 I when when I talked about this album with H for Acid Rain on Old Bollocks, like he pointed out that the drums were way too fucking loud. And I always want to be like but have you heard the drums on this album? Like that, that they're fucking great. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're turned up kind of loud. I think, you know, I got a few, I mean, obviously one thing different, you can hear the bass on this album, but I definitely get the vibe that they listened to a lot of Justice for All and Justice oh, fuck, for All. Dude, 
It's not like, just them. Like that's what I love about thrash metal around 1990. It's that it's yeah. almost like in 1988, and Justice for All comes out, and I almost feel like that album inspired a lot of bands, and they all heard it and said, "We could do a lot more with our music." And by yeah. 1990, they were all doing it. I mean, I I, I know it's wrong, and and people will hate this, but I think even <laughs> Rust in Peace owes a little bit to Injustice for All because I feel like it became a thing of like, yeah, we could do much more with this shit. And we can do know, whatever the fuck an- we want. Anthrax did it, Persistence of Time. You had like yeah. a, a, a Storm Comes Down by Flotsam and Jetsam. Like there's all of these albums from that era where the bands went, oh, we could we could really push things forward and we could be more technical and more progressive and more interesting overall. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's an era and a style of thrash that doesn't really exist anymore. And I miss it so much. I miss that yeah. kind of shit. Just that uh, post justice boom. Yeah, of, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm just going to really quickly shut the blinds to this window because oh, everything. Yeah. Well, since this is also my number one, I can just go into to like how I feel about it. Um, it's, it's eight tracks, 35 minutes. Perfect. Just, just so you know, oh, yeah. not only do I think it's an amazing album, it is the perfect length of time. 35 minutes. There you go. Very nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, The American Way... Encino Man, anyone? Awesome song and a um, fucking fantastic track. That's not like a, that's a fucking stomper right there. I love yeah, but if if you seen those like uh, <laughs> those clips of Snoop Dogg doing the oh yeah like that, I often find myself doing it like <laughs> I can't help but move to it. Like it's got a got a good groove. Just, just got a great groove to it. Uh, the way it is, like, this is the way it is. Mm. Love that. Catchy as hell. Crimes Against Humanity, man. It's oh, slow, yeah. dirgy, and killer, and it has that sped-up section later on. See, but, like, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, songs like that in particular, like, the bands that are out now that call themselves Thrash, they would never put a song yeah. like that on their fucking album. Which is like, yeah, it's gotten it's gotten to the point now that if like if I hear a, a, like a th- new thrash album come out and it's got a slower track on, it, I'm just like, fuck yes, it's like yes. that's it, it, it's so funny that like a guy that loves heavy music has now gotten to the point where it's just like, I love it when you slow it down, like give me yep. give me fast, that's perfectly fine, but you know, if you do fast all the time, every album, man, that is yeah. That is tiresome. I'm too old Dude, for that. I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say something controversial here. I am of the mindset that Slayer is at their strongest when they play slower. I yeah. think their coolest shit is their slow songs. Well, I mean, like, also, see- also, and in some cases, on some of their best albums, the faster songs, um, they have slower parts in them. Yeah. And those parts always really fucking shine, which makes the fast parts shine. And so it's just, you know, I just, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, and I, and I, you know, I've gone on record saying that out of the big four Slayer's the least interesting band because they, I mean, it's something to be said for sticking to your guns, but even then people like to point that out and say they've been consistent. I'm like, well, well yeah, well they did that one album that was like, had the new metal shit on it and, yeah, Did everyone just forget about that one, and because yeah, no I think one that one's actually that, one. <laughs> that one's actually pretty good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, I love everything. Well, up to a point, I love everything Slayer put out. 
Um, so I don't. I would never dog them. We did a ranking of Slayer a long time ago. Yeah, and, that was like um, our third episode, wasn't it? Or like it was, third set of episodes. Shit, it was. I think it was. Like it was. It was a that's, while back. But uh, check check that's it out. Early. If you yeah. That's anyway. our demo era. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the the, fir- the the janky first season where it's like they haven't quite gotten yeah. everything together yet. Some would say we never got it together. <laughs> there's there's no there's no video. I'm using a shitty little lapel mic. It's yeah. Uh, I mean that is you know, that is true. We really like we really like moved up in the game with like the video and getting our our better microphones. Like you know yeah. I used to actually, sit cross legged. I used to sit cross legged on a cushion on a bed. On a laptop, and your uh, and your hair, your hair was always wet. It was always post shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always how well, it was. It was during the height of the pandemic that we started doing this. So every time I would come home from work, very first thing I would do was shower, and then immediately yeah. do the podcast afterwards. Whereas now I come home dirty, and I'm like, if I get it, yeah. I get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, oh man, state of emergency. That is my favorite. That is my favorite song on the album, just because I love. Really, I love the. I just love the, where the song takes you because I like the riff and the 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 rhythm of it. But then it goes to that middle part where it changes tempos and does that. And like the little stops and all that stuff. It's just like and then going back into the. To the other riff, that's the part that reminds me of Injustice for All because it does that thing Dude, and then it goes back to yeah. Duh, 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 duh. It really makes me feel like oh, that's like a transition that they <laughs> that they would have done on Injustice for All. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it's funny you should say that because this album, like, I have this as a note right here next to State of Emergency. You've heard the Justice album, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, who's to blame? Descending chromatics, nice and ominous scathing attack on shitty parents who blame music for how they fuck their own children up. Uh, that's a really you know? good, that, that song's a really good place for me to also interject that one thing I really love about Sacred Reich is that um, uh, Phil Rind is never flowery with what he wants to say. Like he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't worry about being, making things very general. So everything always feels very direct. Like this is what I mean when I'm saying this, as opposed to a lot of bands where sure they may have a certain intention with their lyrics, but they write it in a way to where it's more, more broad, I guess. But his have always been like, no, I'm, I, here's what I mean to say. And I, and I, I, I've always really liked that about them. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, being a bit more blunt and just, Telling it how it is, blunt as it is, yeah. It's just sometimes in this context is very effective. Sometimes yes. you need to just paint that graphic. It, it's like kind of, it's almost like how kind of rappers will tell a story in a song, and they'll yeah. say exactly what is happening. They're not cryptic. They're not, you know, this is a story. I get that vibe from Who's to Blame. Um, yeah. I don't know is is a kick ass thrasher. Um, but 31 Flavors, I love 31 Flavors. It's just yeah. this funky love letter to all the bands and artists of varying genres the band enjoy. Like, it already shows like a massive maturity 
for their second album, you know? Yeah. Um, and just, and just, you know, yeah, the, the not, the not giving a fuck of just throwing a, the, a funky song at the end is just yeah. so great. Um, which re- which really shows because like if they were really like trying their, their best to be like you know oh, oh when this needs to be a serious album they never would have done that but it's just the yeah. fact that like it doesn't even to me even feel out of place it feels like kind of a perfect little ending to everything and For and sure. in 1990 out of Phil's mouth don't just be a metal dude is one of the lyrics and that's like yes. literally something that I've lived my entire life because it's and that's a thing that I that I complain about so much with today's metal fans. Cause so many of them just like, like, a, yeah. like literally a catchphrase is that's not metal. Like that's, that's a yeah. thing that people say. And I'm just like, well, who fucking cares? Who cares? Motherfuckers, it's not metal. Mother- <laughs> motherfuckers will pick one subgenre and base their entire life and personality around that one thing and yeah. devote themselves to it to the point of bagging on every other genre. And it's like, Dude, go get laid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, this uh, yeah, is it's what like, no pussy does to a motherfucker, man. <laughs> I, and I, yeah. And it, it's this kind of thing that, like, shouldn't have to be said. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like, like I agree. Now, here's the thing. Like, I'll, I'll, on the to play devil's advocate and be on the other side of things, whenever you meet a person and, and like, you strike up a conversation about music and they say the phrase, Oh, I like all kinds of music. That literally means I don't really listen to any music (laughs) (laughs) because if you really do, then there's, then your, your, your first statement isn't going to be, I like all kinds of music. It's going to be, Oh, here's, here are the things that I love because all all kinds of music. I mean, cause there's some shit music out there. So if you're saying all kinds, you're not very discerning and maybe I don't want to be your friend. (laughs) It's it's funny, like, I, you know, roll up to work, you know, every other day with a completely different playlist on. Like, yeah. I am just as likely to roll up listening to The Chronic as I am Iron Maiden, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it, that's something I, you know, wear with pride, you know? I can wake up one day and I'll be like, I'm in a country mood. I'm in a G-Funk mood. I'm in a thrash mood. Today, I'm really into the glam thing. You know, yeah. variety, I've always lived by this. And I, you know, to some extent, have GTA San Andreas to blame for this. Variety is the spice of life. Also a lyric and, from 31 Flavors. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, that's the thing. I always, I always listened to all of the radios in those games. Like, yeah. I, I had my favorites, but I never stuck to just one. And I just remember being like, okay, listen to some of this. Time to go over and check this out. You know, and, and you know, I mean, what a time I mean, to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I will have to say that like, you know, there, uh, we've, we've talked about it before. There's music that I don't like. I, I hate country music for the most part. Um, and I'm not into like jazz or stuff like that. Cause I just find it obnoxious and, and really hard to like enjoy. Um, and so the the majority of what I listen to would be considered rock music and loud, energetic music. So yes, I do have my my wheelhouse, as they say. Um, yeah. But and but I really do say I do think that my open mindedness when it comes to a lot of things, it I feel like it is directly related to me growing up an MTV kid because yeah. like 
I, 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 you, you, there was like the one music channel that I had and they played R and B, hip hop, pop music, rock music. Um, and a lot of that stuff, especially from late eighties and early nineties, like I, I love all of it. And, um, and I think it's because of that, that kind of exposure of like, well, here's the channel I want to watch. They play some things that I really love, but this other stuff has good qualities too. And some of that stuff became stuff that I also enjoyed. And so my brain is, well, because that's, you know, we, I think we talked about this before. I, there was like a study that your brain around your early teens is the most um, susceptible to just like to taking things in and making you kind of who you are. And if you're yeah. exposed to a lot of those things and, and then that's moving forward, it's going to be it's going to have a lot to do with your way of thinking moving on. And I feel like that that that's 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 what it comes from. Um, and then, you know, songs like 31 Flavors, it's just very like, yeah, it's like, you know, all the music that he names off. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm down with all of this shit, too. I totally get it. And I, I love as well. He name drops Mr. Bungle during their demo era you know yeah yeah they the, hadn't put out a proper debut. album yet. yeah yeah i mean that's ace i love that yeah um so yeah sacred reich man yeah i mean i i can i can i can keep talking about american way honestly it's it's just uh <laughs> um, I, I love the fact that it's like their most epic album and and really to me their most um interesting uh album yeah um, with with the songs that they wrote at the, at the particular time, plus I just love I love music that has some good energy and aggression, but also feels like important shit. Like this music is about important things. Um, I don't know why I just always really enjoy that. I love I love that kind of subject matter. Um, probably because everything about the American way the the kind of thrash metal that it is the way it's produced um the subject matter like for the most part this is this is not metal <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> like if you're talking about what's going on today the vast majority of what's metal it's th- nothing sounds like this nobody's mm-hmm. doing this um which sucks but it also makes me love albums like the american way so much more cuz i'm just like this is what i want now, if everybody yeah. came out and all started doing albums like this again and it became the new trend, I'd get really tired of that, too. Um, but I would never get tired of The American Way. Um, overall, like it, like talking about all their albums, though. Like the 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 variety that you're given with the quality and the and the high level of performances, the amazing vocals, meaningful lyrics for the most part, like I always feel like, like Sacred Reich is a much better band than most metal fans deserve. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I'll put a fucking rubber stamp on that at the end. That's uh, that's Boom. that's how I feel about Sacred Reich. One of my favorites, and I just feel like they're just one of those bands that should be talked about way more than they are. Like people will put out those yes. things, like here's a grid of all these great you know, metal bands. And I'm always like, where the fuck, where the fuck is sacred Reich? You put fucking destruction on there and not sacred Reich. I'm like, come (laughs) on, man. Um, not that destruction's bad. They had some okay shit here and there. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, the German thrash for the most part. I like some of it, but, um, 
I don't know. I like some creator. Some pain will last. Little little, little bit Lasts of Sodom, a little bit of destruction, but really it's like most of it, it's like, it's not the metal that I'm, that I'm going for. Clearly, if you hear me talk about albums like The American Way, none of those German metal, thrash metal bands did an album like that. I mean, eventually, I guess some of them did, but um, anyway. Cool. That means that, that we're fun. completely done with Sacred Reich. And so, as usual, to celebrate, here's what we do. Three, two, one. Yeah! We did it! We did it. Just when you thought it was over. It's over. Just no, when no, you thought no, it was no, done. No, no, no. Boom, Just boom, when you thought it was boom, safe, man. Boom, we did it, did it, did it again. Did it again. Um, Hell yeah. That's <laughs> just... <laughs> I don't know why I love that song so much. I just absolutely do. Yeah. That's what I hope Metallica does with like their vinyl club. Like, please put that out on vinyl. Like, like make yes. it make a deal, make a deal with Swizz Beats and Jaw Rule, whatever you gotta do. Put that more motherfucker. Than this. Oh, yeah. Never, Never more than we've been more. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> it's just so it's so bizarre and awesome at the same time. I just love it. I'm so gonna much. let James sing that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that's anyway. But yeah, we, rock we, we, and we, roll mixed with a little bit of hip hop. So we, we do. do. <laughs> we're, uh, we're another uh, just another tangent to to wrap up the show here for you guys. Um. We got all the way through it only to get copyright striked at the last moment <laughs> because we sang it too good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's it. Sacred Reich. Um, if, if you're, if you're here to the end, you're a peanut butter platypus. Um, if you don't know what that means, uh, it's just random shit we came up with to celebrate the people that will, that stick with us and watch a lot of our shit and listen. I'm not, I'm not neglecting the, podcast people oh yeah yeah our mugs that's why our mugs say peanut butter platypus on them i think mine's the um, wrong way around no is it if, for, to you it is to me it's not ah, and to okay, the, and to the I, viewers at home it will be the right way because right now right now i'm 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 reading tunneep ritub subtarlp yeah that gave <laughs> reading Something that like gave that. me a fucking that gave me a stroke <laughs> um so yeah, yeah. Um, and, and if you're and uh, if you're new to Sacred Reich, hopefully this like sets you on your path um, because I've never I've never known anybody that like that I turned on to, to Sacred Reich that wasn't just like oh my god where's this fucking band been so I mean yeah mm-hmm. um, and uh, and yeah so the, and, and if you if you uh, if you haven't watched it go check out my interview I did with Phil Rind. I think it, it's been like two three months ago four months ago maybe I did it I, I don't it's been a little bit. Um, but it's a good like 30 minute chat with Phil. He was nice enough to do that with me. And, um, and it was my very first interview and I didn't, I did not tell him that, (laughs) (laughs) but I think I did pretty good, but I, you know, and and interviews is a thing that I really want to get more into. Um, but it's really, it's really hard. Like first finding a way to contact the people that you want to interview and then actually keeping in contact with them to set up. An interview because yeah. I'm right now at a portion where I'm I, I portion I'm at a point where I was <laughs> I am uh, I've been trying to get an interview with Alex Newport from Fudge Tunnel and he even cool. agreed and said yeah let's do it in August and then now like I'm sending him emails and I'm not getting any responses and I know he's a, he's a busy guy and so I'm just like well, I just I kind of just man come on come on because I because I have like a handful <laughs> of people that I want to interview that I know I can contact. 
And I'm just wanting to, to get those on the I want to get through those. So hopefully, like, I'll get some traction and then start really casting the net out and being like, all right, Lars, when are we going <laughs> to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's never going to happen. He'll never, he'll never get my request. But you know, that's my, that's when you know that I've truly made it. If I'm talking to Lars Ulrich, then I've made it. If we can get there before Metal Up Your Podcast does it, that'll be, that'll be something. We're going to do that. We're going to beat them there. No, there's no way. Those guys are like session musicians and they've, they, their podcast is actually popular. <laughs> we don't have that which going make for us. It, which would make it such a great underdog story like 10 years down the line if anybody when they make a there, documentary on us. If anybody out there knows anybody in the Metallica camp, shoot an email my way. And so we can, I'll just start bugging whoever I can and be like, look, just quit doing these fucking fluffy interviews and do one with me. Actually, it'll still be fluffy because I'm just a huge fucking fan. Yeah. Fuck the new album. When's the next Swizz Beats, man? When's that happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a good place to, yeah. to, to put a pin in it. So yeah. Um, thank you for listening and watching this episode of Cranked and Ranked. Um, I've, I've had a blast these past couple episodes doing these, some of my favorite bands. Hell yeah. Um, Next next week is going to be fun, and um, yes. we have to discuss a little bit like how we're going to be doing that. Thing. I think I know. Yes. I think I know. Yeah. I think I know. I think I know how it's going to work. But um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. That's all I'm going to say. It'll be. It's going to be an enjoyable episode. Next episode. Um, so those of you who are always with us, the PB, please, please, please. Yep. Please be please. Bitch, okay. please. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll love it. Anyway, all right. Now, obviously, I can't talk anymore, so that means I should be calling it quits, um, which means that, as usual, I throw it over to my man, Eddie Sparks, to take us out. Dun, again, dun, dun. Later, dude. Dun, up, and dun, dun. <laughs> Later, dude. Yeah. <laughs>